Here we go again. What is up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Neon Belly Podcast. We are your host, Nate, John, Brandino. Boys. Good pitch there. Good pitch. Good pitch drop. Boys, today we are going to recap this past Saturday's UFC fight night, which was headlined by Jamal Hill versus Thiago Santos. Can't wait to talk about that one. Then we will look to next week with our picks and predictions for another UFC fight night, this time headlined by Dominic Cruz versus Marlon Chito Vera. Mm -hmm. Also, we have another game this week for you guys called Build a Pro As You Go. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for this one. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun one, so stick around for that. And per usual, all the news and happenings in the world of MMA and more. But first, boys, how are we doing? Episode 90 mm. of the Neon Belly Podcast. Boys, that is, well, we have had some Matt talks here and there. So not exactly 90 straight weeks, but probably about 85 straight weeks of this. Yeah. I think we started including the Matt talks into the thing. So, yeah, it's probably about four or five. 90 is a good year, don't you think? 90? Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty close to mine. It's the year I was born. A couple legends were born then. Mm. 30 days apart, July 21st, August 21st. Oh, really? Yep. That's adorable. <clears throat> See how that works? Didn't realize you guys were so close. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> you could say we might be almost twins. Maybe. People in school thought we I were. said a lot of people think we are, so. Yeah. <laughs> you could pass very easily. <laughs> Matter of fact, this weekend, somebody was like, dude, ain't that your brother? Hold on, dude, I ain't never really met you like that. Yeah. <laughs> I was at a restaurant once, and this uh, our server came to the table. This was just like recently. And uh, she came to my table, and uh, she was like, hey, one of our other servers knows you, and your brother is just on the other side of this wall, like, eating. (laughs) And she just thought it was hilarious because you guys are both here and don't know it. And I'm like, my brother? And she's like, yeah, he's just right here on the other side of this. Like, they have, like, a, what, like, a faux brick Mm -hmm. wall or something. She's probably thinking Nolan. Yeah, so I'm like. (laughs) Really? So I get up and it's him. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. I mean, I didn't correct her. It's, uh, we're kind of, it's kind of like when you're, uh, like me and Nolan both have the same similar name. So like I get called Nolan, like my aunts and grandpa still call it Nolan. I'm like, how's oh, Nate? <laughs> like it yeah. just still happens. So like after a while, you just don't even correct it. And mm-hmm. I, that's just where me and John are. I just oh, don't yeah. even, it's not even worth Dude, explaining. What's your brother doing? Ah, just working at Chrysler too, man. Yeah. Cause know? it's like brother. And then I'm like, no, we're not even brother. Cousin. No, like we're not related, <laughs> man. Like just people don't get it. Boys. Uh, I'm ready to talk about UFC Fight Night, Ooh, uh, but before we historic. do, our one and only uh, ad on this pod is ourselves. So, mm-hmm. Brandon, rate, sub, follow, let the people know. Hang on, why don't you let the people know? Because I'm, I, I don't you, do like, that You, like, never part. do that. I drink. I get water. I prep myself. I'm ready to go. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is your job. All right, guys. So, listen, um, every week we ask you to do this. It's unscripted because he asks us to do it specifically every time. So, what we want you to do is we want you to, are you timing me? Yeah. Okay. We want you guys to We're get ready a hold to talk of, about the fights. Let's go. Yeah. Get a hold of us on Apple and give us five stars and, um, to rate us, and then also you can give us a review. We'll shout it out on here. Um, that way we can, you know, let you guys know how much we appreciate it. Also, you can check us out on Spotify, TikTok, Instagram. We have some reels and videos on there that are pretty fun to watch. Spread the word. Let people know where we're at. Neon Belly Podcast. That's right. At nice. Neon Belly Podcast on Instagram, on TikTok. Come interact. Loving the feedback we're getting, man. Yeah, it's man. It's been fun. I mean, it's like every time. I mean, the message. I mean, it's just cool, man. Appreciate the feedback. And if you're new, strap up. Because, boys, UFC fight night. Jamal Hill mm-hmm. defeating Chiago Santos via fourth round TKO. Boys, Herb Dean steps in and ends the fight and absolutely exhausted jamal hill <laughs> laying on the mat says out loud i belong um and that's what this fight was all about really mm-hmm. right was finding out if hill was a legit contender in this division so we'll just start there with a simple question and i think it has a pretty easy answer but does he belong yeah yeah automatically <laughs> yeah. yes yes <laughs> yeah i mean it's just um and in another language, C. C. What more can we go? You know, I just think it's so important that he got those rounds with a former title contender like Santos under his belt. You know, he got hit with some really big shots, um, and he had to defend some really 
a, a lot of takedowns, mm-hmm. got taken down, had to get back up. He looked really good, like really competent there. I mean, he's a purple belt in jiu-jitsu, so, you know, it's not, I don't think he's exactly like, you know, a fish out of water there, right. but it's different when you're in there, right? And we hadn't really seen that too much. Um, I thought he handled that really well. Um, and then to have to really dig deep there and find a way to win when he was clearly exhausted. Mm-hmm. I mean, both guys were in that fourth round, mm-hmm. but, um, man, I just think you're coming out of this fight and Jamal Hill's stock is way up right now. Yeah, so like for me, we knew Jamal Hill hit hard. We knew he would put pressure on him. We knew he'd walk forward. But for me, the two things that he answered that was the 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 biggest surprise, I guess, for me was, A, the cardio. He didn't yeah. seem to fade no. to me at all. I mean, he was constantly in Tiago's face. He was constantly throwing big shots, eating big ones. And at the same time, he um, answered the call as far as the wrestling too, like getting up yeah. off, the, off the ground and like was able to do that very well. Didn't seem to ever be stuck. So that yeah. was really big there. Yeah, he didn't accept those positions. Mm-hmm. I think, when, especially when you talk about cardio, he definitely didn't fade in the same way Santos did, where it was very visible. He could only throw one punch. You know, Jamal was still able to throw combos, yeah. um, still defended takedowns. It got a little bit harder as it went on, but that's a big guy on you as well. Oh, yeah. And to be able to get up every time, um, landed some really nice knees up when, with his back up against the sure. cage and some shots. Um, yeah, I... I mean, super impressed, man. I think I told you guys in the group chat, uh, kind of, or I think it was us and Damian, but it felt like the Kelvin Izzy fight where it's like you've seen a guy who's had some pretty easy going get tested and showed that he has a chin, that he has heart, and that he'll keep pushing forward. And I think a lot of fighters who make their way up to the top need that type of fight, and I think he got it. Yeah, and I, I mean, clearly, like I said, both guys were tired, but every round of that fight you just got the sense that jamal was always the fresher guy um Mm -hmm. and but i do want to say like i really think santos gave a great account of himself here you know uh showed extreme toughness in this fight he got hit a lot there even at the end you know that probably could have been stopped a little earlier than it was and he just kind of refused to die there you know we said last week for santos to win he'd have to bring in a new wrinkle to his game like takedowns and he did Mm -hmm. that uh, Brandon, you mentioned like, you know, he's really going to have to sit down on his punches, let his hands go, let his kicks go. And to be fair, he did all of that. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so, you know, he really wanted to win this fight. Um, you know, I had mentioned, I don't know if you guys got a chance to go back and watch what I had mentioned, but mm-hmm. that first round, Hill really threw like next to zero kicks, let alone leg kicks. And I know instantly that was one thing that I was like, oh, why isn't he kicking his legs? You know, talking about kicking Santos's legs. Mm-hmm. Then he opens the second round and he throws like four right off the bat. I felt like everything changed right there. I thought Santos's stance got tighter. I feel like he his whole like he did not like those inside leg kicks to that left leg, which just man, I, I hate to like I mean that's for him to tell us if that's still an issue. But to me, I just thought visibly when Hill landed those, it just seemed like the fight changed there. Are you alluding to the knee injuries? Yes, Santos's okay. uh, prior knee injuries, and mm-hmm. I don't know. Did you guys? I mean, did you well, guys, by the end of that round, he because he was southpaw at the yeah. start of that. By the end of that round, he had switched stances completely. Yeah, um, and those were some hard leg kicks, right? Too. And it's funny too because Jamal kind of came out with a really wide stance in that first round, mm-hmm. and as it kept on going, he kind of tightened up. But maybe he just felt like with him landing his leg kicks, maybe those leg kicks weren't going to be as a factor to him because he ate some big ones too. But yeah, I mean, I felt like the whole the whole fight was Hill just not being as phased by whatever Santos was doing, sure. compared to the opposite. Because once the pressure started coming on, um, I know there was the weird uh, nut shot where things kind of got reset in the second. Was it the first or the second round? I think it was the second round. Second round. Yeah. But then from there, it just seemed like you know Santos was trying to figure things out. His uh, corner kept on telling him, "This ain't a bar fight. This ain't the lottery. This yeah. ain't blah blah blah. Calm down." And I think it's, which is funny because Jamal Hill afterwards says that he was kind of mad that he got into some of those mm-hmm. brawling situations where, I mean, I, when I was watching the fight, I kept on saying, yes, 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 no, 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 yes, 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 because they yeah. kept on swinging at each other and almost connecting. But um, yeah, I, I thought that Jamal Hill had a really good adjustment to the craziness and kind of calming back down. And then obviously getting the finish at the end was very calculated. Go ahead. No, no, I didn't really have anything. Okay, else. I thought you were going to say, say something there. Uh, but, you know, now comes the question. You know, what's next for Jamal Hill? That's three wins in a row. He did mention a title shot in his post-fight. Uh, you know, but Magomed Ankalaev is currently on a nine-fight win streak. So, 
do you match up Jamal Hill and Magomed Ankalaev, or should Magomed just be the clear number one contender for the winner of Glowy, uh, Glowy for Glover versus Yuri? Um, because it is kind of like that Ortega Emmett situation now, right? Where you got two guys, you know, I just don't know. You have if, three because you have Blahovich too. Yeah, Jan's right there. Yeah, I, I think I like more of a hill Blahovich situation. Mm-hmm. I just think Magomed to this point has done clearly more than enough. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously, other than the Paul Craig hiccup there um, where he lost. It was Craig, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that beat him. Uh, I mean, come on, man. Nine fights in a row. That guy, to me, if there is a clear-cut number one contender, I don't want to undersell uh, what Jamal Hill's doing and where he's at. I just think I'd like to see one more with him because I feel like this win kind of breaks him into that contender status. Right. And I just want to see one more. That's why I feel like Magomed's just kind of on a different level. Well, Magomed got the top five win first. You yeah, know, some of it's just timing on sure. when you get that win. Yeah. And, you know, I think Santos was, what, six? Or was he ten? I can't remember what exactly mm-hmm. ranking Santos was. But this was his, you know, this was Jamal Hill's first, like, his big cemented win of, okay, I'm here. Mm-hmm. So I think Blahovich makes a lot of sense. It'd be a fun fight. Especially when you have Blahovich trying to hold on to getting the Jerry fight. It's probably not going to happen because both of the other people have agreed. So I think that's a huge fight to make. And I think it's, I mean, Polish power against... You know, sweet dreams. Like, yeah, it's and and real quick that that is assuming that Glover and Yuri is next, right? Um, which I think we could all agree probably is going to be the next fight for the right. light heavyweight title. So yeah, I can see why they would do that. So I I would agree in terms of I think Hill or yeah I think Hill Blahovich would be a great fight. I think um, Hill Uncle Live would be a great fight too. But something I want to ask is how much stock do you put into the nine fight winter? Because you've said the same thing about Emmett. You, we've talked mm-hmm. about you know Islam's on like eight or sure. nine. Uh, maybe more than that. How much do you think, like, because people go on nine fight win streaks quite often, sure. but at what point does it seem to matter? I To me, it matters a lot, man. I mean, I think in the UFC, um, you know, and if you look at the guys that he's beat in that division, talking about Magomed, the guys that he's beat to me, I think it matters a lot. I mean, mm-hmm. def- regardless of how deep you think the 205 pound division is. Probably one of the lighter divisions in the UFC right now, if we're being honest. I mean, there's some good guys coming up, I think. You know, there's mm-hmm. it's really competitive at the top. Um, but I also think it's how he's beating. And I think he's looked really impressive in all eight of those wins, right? Um, maybe the... Um, who was before Anthony Santos? The Santos fight was a little rough, right? That's probably mm-hmm. the first one where that we was s- a decision. Yeah, and it was kind of like you know, I think he just it just didn't seem like his normal performance. But um, other than that, I mean, I think he's just looked really, really mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. competitive and, and just really dominant as well. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm with that. I think there's a there's a little bit of a line for quality of win for total wins, but I do think sure. that Uncle Live still has. Yeah, those I mean, as well. if if you're beating you know guys, I'd have to pull up the guys that he's beat. Um, off top, I'm not really sure, but it does seem like he's been, you know, I think he's got a win over like Nikita Kroilo. Yeah. Um, you know, it seems like he's been kind of hovering around the top with a lot of his competition. Mm-hmm. So. Like I said, depending on how you see the top, the two hundred five, I understand that. But definitely think that Yahav Hill is a, a top five, at least at least number six next week with Anthony Smith losing and um, who else lost that was in the top five? Just recently, yeah. Mm. I know Anthony Smith lost and he was like number five, so he'll drop as well. But so real quick, so his last like six for this is for Magomed is Ion Kuntalabe, Nikita Kroilov. Volkan Ozdemir, who just looked great, uh, Thiago Santos, and Anthony Smith. I mean, in the 205-pound oh, division, who right. else can you really beat to get to a title? You know what I mean? Right. A yawn, you know, maybe throwing him in there with yawn would be a good one. But uh, I just, I think, like, given where they're at, I just would prefer to see Magomed get the fresher shot than him having to face yawn or whatever. Right. So, uh, but moving on, boys, to the co-main event. Sorry, wrong button. Jeff Neal <laughs> defeating Vincente Luque via third round TKO. Wow. What a steal. Man, what a performance by Jeff Neal. Um, I think by far the best that he's looked. Extremely dominant first mm-hmm. round. He rocked and dropped Luke a couple times. Um, probably could have had a 10-8 in that round. Luke did adjust, looked mm-hmm. better in the second round with the leg kicks and the body kicks, I thought. I kind of gave Luke that second round, but then Neal was having nothing to do with the judges' scorecards. Comes out in the third round, picks Luke apart, ends the fight with like seven to eight straight uppercuts, mm, uh, yeah. like unguarded, like just straight through the hands of Luke, um, and then becomes the first man to uh, knock out Vincente Luque in his professional career. And if you know Vincente Luque and how tough he is, that's impressive, man. Right. Um, 
So yeah, your guys' thoughts, because I think up until the Wonder Boy Neil Magny fight, this is exactly what we expected from Jeff Neal, you know, to be fighting like this at this level. I know last week we previewed this fight and I personally kind of questioned his focus, hunger a bit, you know, given the Mm -hmm. arrest and just kind of his last couple of performances were just a little lackluster from what we saw. Um, But man, I'll eat my words because that was as focused as we've seen. And he seems to be like a man determined that's ready to make a statement at 170 pounds. And this was a great time to really turn it around too because he was you know fighting up the rankings um he uh, luke was ranked significantly higher than him um and then coming off that loss and really kind of showing like we said that that striking ability we knew we always had really sitting down on his punches like he had not done before mm-hmm. um yeah i mean it was just it uh, boy was i wrong like i was yeah, calling yeah. luke to really kind of go for uh, some attempts to get it to the ground which never happened i don't think a single takedown was sure. attempted um, a little something there, I guess, from Luke. Interesting that he didn't. We talked about it a few weeks ago. I feel like after the first round, and then the second round, yes, went a little better for Luke. But there just didn't seem to be any adjustments from mm, Luke. You know, point. he just really was getting mm-hmm. picked apart the whole fight. Which credit, you know, all credit to um, Neil. Neil there, the left hand, right. Whoa. Um, but anyway, no, I mean it was a fantastic win for Neil. Puts him right up there in the conversation where we think he belongs. So yeah. fantastic for him to turn him around like that. Yeah, I think this is one of those like when we tell people like we don't really know what we're all talking about because yeah. anything can happen in a fight. And this yeah. would, you know, this is up there with like the like a Pena Nunes thing, which is like there's no way this is happening based off their last couple sure. performances, and then it does. Yeah, you know these guys can make adjustments. You you know so. As much as we try to act like we know what we're talking about, some guy can show up after stinking it up two fights yeah. in a row and do something like that. Oh, yeah, and not like, just fighting. I mean, we, we're just fans, but all we have to go off is what these right. guys give us in their last performances or last two. And his last two, he just – I mean, he did win the Santiago Ponzinibbio fight. Like, I'll give him credit right. there. But the two before that, he just – even in the Ponzinibbio fight, like, just wasn't really willing wasn't to – Wouldn't let him go. Not like we've seen, yeah. man. And, like, this was just like, yeah, this is what we all thought we were getting out of Jeff Neal. And just huge statement for him. Mm-hmm. Called out uh, Gilbert Burns um, afterwards. Uh, uh, Gilbert did respond on Twitter. Basically said that if Masvidal, because he's trying to get the Jorge Masvidal fight. So he said if he doesn't want to fight, he'll 100% take the Neil fight. And said that he's like, finally, like somebody has the balls to call me out. Like, I respect that type thing. So And that's an an interesting fight fight. with this Neil, the one that we just seen. If he shows up like that, man, I really think he can compete. I mean, like I said, that's what we thought we were getting. He went on like six fight win streak or something yeah. five six straight and it was like he was like just killing people and then mm-hmm. it just kind of like Come dropped off wonder boy and neil and or um, right uh magni and yeah next fight boys mohammed usman defeating zach pauga i think it's paunga yeah, something they like were like that. putting it in, in there. I think it's Paunga <laughs> via second round knockout to be crowned the ultimate fighter season 30 heavyweight winner and wow Usman has some power. Mm-hmm. Um, not the first time we've said that before. Yeah. <laughs> that's a, that's a pretty familiar statement. Um, just a short little left hook that just, but it just lands flush yeah, on the chin, right on the button. Put his lights out. Follows it up with a very Ooh. scary hammer fist to uh, Paunga's unconscious face, mm-hmm. and that was it. Joins his older brother Kamara in becoming an ultimate fighter, season winner, first brothers to do that. Probably going to be the only. I'd be. Yeah, I don't know how much yeah. longer this. How much? How much juice this has left in it? That's a tough ask. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but what do you guys think about the future potential of Mo Usman in the heavyweight division? It's interesting. Wasn't did he fight at light heavyweight before and have trouble with the weight to move up to heavyweight? Not I sure. Remember so, if he, what he was in PFL. Uh, see, I saw him in PI. They, I all I didn't watch the Ultimate Fighter, so all I had to go off with was the PFL performance, and I wasn't overly impressed with him. Um, right. I will say I thought he looked a lot better here, mm-hmm. um, more improved than what I remember seeing him in PFL. So I don't know. I, mm-hmm. I don't recall. It's been like yeah. a while ago, I think. So I mean, anybody who carries power in their hands like that has a chance. Especially yeah. in the heavyweight division. Yeah. You know, if you have a chin and power in your hands, you could probably beat just about anybody just because that's how heavyweights work. What about the frame on that guy, too? Yeah. yeah that's, and then yikes. tomorrow comes in there and it's like... Jeez, man, yeah. you're not Kamara, that much smaller. Yeah, Kamara's kind of big, man. Jeez. <laughs> I mean, they're not as thick, but, like, I think Kamara looked taller. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. Um, and I've seen Francis tweeted out, like, I think the heavyweight has a new contender, and I don't want no problems, yeah. which obviously he's really <laughs> sure, cool with for sure. Kamara. But, yeah, man, I mean, anytime you can get new blood in the heavyweight, it's sure. exciting because that's the most exciting as far as knockouts and, you know, baddest man on the planet type of division. Mm-hmm. We've, we've talked about with the heavyweight division specifically mm-hmm. lately that it's kind of morphing. Like, you see these guys coming in that are a little more 
agile, a little mm. more fit, quicker, a little more well-rounded. Do you feel like he fits that mold? You know, I, that's that's the one thing I'm not sure about right now. If I had to put one like kind of question mark, I, he, he did a seem a little slower. stiff, a little slow. And I think it's worth noting, Paunga won round one. Yeah. He seemed faster, more technical. Um, but, you know, when you got power like, like Mo Usman, it's just you can put anybody's lights out. Mm-hmm. I mean... I'll say this. When you look at him maybe in comparison of like a Derek Lewis, right? Um, Derek Lewis to me just still seems a little bit more athletic than at least what we saw from right. Mo, from uh, Mo Usman. Because, or, uh, yeah, Mo Usman, sorry. Um, because... Like I didn't see any kicks really. Like and we'll you know Derek will throw that nasty switch kick. I mean he'll he'll go high with mm-hmm. it. You know so, um, so we'll see. You know but I, I I think it was a good showing at least. Like, like I said I do think he lost round one and just early quick in that second round. You know just a nice little short left hook there. Yeah. When, um, you, when you have that it's it's an X factor right there. Next fight Julian Miller defeating Brogan Walker. Via third round TKO, uh, Miller crowned the Ultimate Fighter season thirty women's flyweight will, uh, winner here. Uh, just a very once again don't know didn't know much about these girls going into it. Uh, very dominant performance from Juliana Miller. I thought had three uh, fights. Yeah, she looked really well rounded as well. Record. I, I mean, mean, yeah, comes in and wins this. That's huge. Yeah, trains at um. Tenth uh, Planet in San Diego, so uh, Boogie Martinez was in her corner. Mm. Um, so you know she's probably got a sick ground game. Gave a little DX chop there at the end. Love to hey, see that. Um, gotta love that. I I liked what I saw out of her, man. I'm, I'm interested to see what you know now that these these two are. And and I will say, you know, typically the losers, I I would like to see Paunga. Um, see him get another shot because like mm-hmm. he just I really want to see what he can do you know I mean he got caught but like I said I liked what I saw he trains with Curtis Blades too I see yeah him. Mm-hmm. yeah so. and then you know Brogan Walker she just kind of got beat up bad <laughs> yeah. I mean she was like that when Juliana was on top of her at one point just like just being mean yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, there's just no other word for it I guess uh, but anything on either of our ultimate fighter winners before we move on. Congrats. Good wins. Yep, good wins. I agree. It's not easy to get into the UFC, so. Yes. Sergey Spivak, boys, defeating Agosto Sakai via second round TKO. Uh, this was an absolute mauling Oof. by the unranked Spivak mm. to just blow through number 14 uh, ranked Sakai here. Spivak will certainly at least take um, Sakai's number there. And, man, uh, this was probably the best that I can recall seeing Sergey Spivak. He looked fast, really tight, really technical. I mean, just, I mean, Sakai just never got going, never got a chance in this one. Yeah, to me, especially like guys who can, heavyweights that can wrestle like that, I mean, with the upper mm-hmm. body throws as well, like adding mm-hmm. into the double A. Oh, yeah. You see that a lot, I feel like, in the heavyweights. Like guys were starting on the legs and then got brought up to the upper body clinches and then it kind of gets stalled out. Not with him. <laughs> like he's able to kind of yeah. toss guys onto their heads from almost anywhere. And uh, so that's just really awesome to see. He dogged him everywhere. Everywhere. I mean, there was no place where it really looked very competitive. No. Um, I mean, the dude's only three losses are Tom Aspinall, Marcin Tabira, and Walt Harris. Like, yeah. it's not – and he's beat some pretty good guys too. So I think this is definitely – you know, he could, like we say in heavyweights, three or four fights in a row, you're probably getting a top ten guy eventually. So Give me um, give me Augusto Sakai versus uh, Zach Paunga. That's what yeah. I want to see. Hmm. Too, too fast, technical – you know, heavyweights going there. Throw Maybe like a Spivak and a Dacus or something. I mean, these heavyweights, you got to move them. <laughs> I don't think Dacus is anywhere near a Spivak right now. I mean, he's only lost like three in a row. I don't think that's a good matchup. I'm just saying a name. I mean, nah, no, there's not a lot of them up there. <laughs> we'll, we'll find somebody else. Not Doc- I think Dacus needs to... Kind of maybe find a different division. I, he's just a little too small for heavyweight, mm. I think, personally. And I think he, he's... Now we're getting off on a Chris Dawkins, John. You can't do that to me. You can't <laughs> do that. To, trying to keep Next fight, boys. Terrence T-Rex McKinney defeating Eric Gonzalez via first round standing rear naked choke. Um, you know, despite getting caught with his chin up in one exchange, that was just extremely dominant from T-Rex McKinney. Uh, you know, all respect to Gonzalez. On, uh, but on this night, at least, they just didn't even seem to be on the same level. You know, McKinney just landed at will. Everything mm-hmm. it threw, it seemed like he was kind of getting through. Then once he, then once McKinney did get cracked, he just decided to take the fight down and did that extremely easy. Just quick level change, boop on top. Um, Passed real well, yeah. Easily. But before we get to what you know potentially could be next for McKinney, what's your guys' thoughts on this performance? Because this dude is like. I mean, he's either going to win or lose, and it's going to be in like three minutes of the first yeah. round, right? It's like, I, mean, I saw he tweeted afterwards, that took way too long. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like three minutes into the fight. Yeah. So. I think he's almost a lock to bet on like a round and a half. It'd be yeah. over. Either way. Either way. Yeah. yeah. 
He's fun. Give me. I know you asked us about the go fight. Ahead. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. I want to see him in Pat. Has to. Have to yeah. see that Has man. To see it. Let's like, go ahead. it's this yeah. is what I expected from T Rex. You know, like you said, he's gonna win or lose, and it's gonna be quick. And he looked like he, we typically see him. Right. Yeah. He looked really good. Uh, had that one little hiccup against. Jeez, man, what are you doing Sorry, over there man. on the Sorry. board? Fingers are loose. Um, had the one little hiccup there against. Um, was Dope, it Dober? Dober yeah, yeah. short notice fight. But you know, some was, asterisk. He did he hurt him. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. was close. For a win. Yeah. it's Dober. Yeah, yeah. But, if, but if you look at that and then that loss, you might think like, oh, you know, what's you know, why are we so hype on this guy? There's a reason. Yeah. So yeah, mm-hmm. just give me him and Patty. That's what I want. Called Patty out. Said he wants him on that MSG card. I just think it's a no-brainer, man. Uh, you know, I said it last week, specifically with this fight, and specifically if Terrence McKinney won, which obviously thought he did. He, I mean, he, he would. He was the biggest favorite on this card. I think mm-hmm. he was like a minus 800 yeah. or something like that. Um, it, this is just, to me, it just makes so much sense. Yeah. Like, two guys, similar trajectories, you know, looking really good, really dominant, getting first-round finishes. In a similar style. They'll stand up sure. and bang with you until they feel like they need to take it down, and then they do. Uh, Terrence yeah. just has the you know thirteen second yeah knockout in his debut. You think they'll be a little bit sorry? I mean, no, you think they'll be a little too little that like kind of too early to put them together? No. If we okay, I think so. it's okay. I think there's I think there's instances where maybe um, that could play in, but I think it just I mean if they want it, I think yeah. like just go. Well, for I it. think the MMA kind of added like if he if. Terrence beats Drew Dober. This doesn't make sense because sure. he'd be so much higher up. But he takes the loss. And now this kind of lined itself up. Yeah. Neither one of them are ranked. Like it's a perfect time. And it's so interesting. I'm not sure how many professional fights. If one of you guys could look it up, that Terrence McKinney has had. Um, and, and maybe I'm over exaggerating how many I think Patty's had. But it is so weird that we're like, you know, take it slow with Patty, take it slow. But he's been around for a long time. Mm-hmm. I think he has a pretty extensive professional record. Yeah. You know, a lot of fights. Um, so at some point, that's kind of like with Patty where it's like at some point you're going to have to go ahead. He's 13 and 4. Patty is? No, no that's Terrence. McKinney. What's Patty? Uh, give me one. He's like 20 something. I thought he's had over 20 professional yeah. fights. So, you know, it's like he's not necessarily. But because we're saying take it slow, why are we saying take it slow? Why do you think that is? I don't know. I think, well, you know, I think when you go to the next level of the UFC, there is a clear difference in in talent let's but look, let's look at him and chandler because chandler had plenty of fights sure. too what do you think the difference is bringing when they both came in i mean when you're looking at uh patty came from um oh, what is it over there in london he's or 19 you, you, and 3 19 patty. and 3 okay yep. so i mean they're, okay, so they're fairly similar but um when you're coming from cage warriors i think is where he came yeah. from in bellator i don't know you know I, well i think what it is is the difference in money it's Could a be. market. Every time they've gone to the UK, they sell it out. They probably make a lot of money. Chandler isn't necessarily like, if we go to this area, he's going to... I'm talking specifically about like the trajectory of their careers. Like mm-hmm. Chandler came in, his first fight was Dan Hooker. Right. Patty came in, who was his first fight? Right. Yeah, who was his second was fight? Was it yeah. Vargas? Well, you're also... Chandler was a former champion. So was Patty. Yeah, two-way champion. Well, I think people just look at Bellator as different than sure. Cage Warriors. But you see what I'm saying? Right. Like they, yeah, like I don't disagree with So you. I'm just curious, like, what the difference... Would you, you know? guys favor T-Rex McKinney in that matchup? Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think just because... It's interesting, man. I don't know. Uh, well, and I say this... It is interesting. It, it's no, it definitely is. It's a fun matchup. I, I think they fight... Like I said, I think what we want out of Patty is kind of what Terrence has gave us a little bit quicker. Yeah. But... I mean, I think they're both going to run into each other. Yeah. I think it's just going to be a clash, 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 and somebody's either going to go down or shoot or sure. do McKinney, something. McKinney's probably a lot taller than him, right? I think so. Significantly mm-hmm. bigger, longer. He's a big 55 I think that makes a big difference for Patty. Somebody a little bigger and longer. And McKinney's in a good camp, too. He's a good wrestler. Yeah. You know, Kiesa, he was his wrestling coach and talks about all the time how good of a you know wrestler he was in high school and how good he is when he's on top of people. So I like at least on paper, Terrence McKinney in that fight. Um, but Patty's a dog, man. Like, I don't want to undersell how good Patty is or could be. Same height. Same height. Both 5'10". Yeah, wow. Patty's a big, pretty big 55er, too. Um, that's it for the main card, boys. All 10 fights on this card ended with a finish. I believe they said that's only the second time yeah, in UFC history uh, that that's happened. I think it did happen a third time, but then afterwards, one of the car uh, fights got turned to, like, a no contest or something. Mm-hmm. So, technically, this is only the second time. Uh, fun, fun fights. Uh, Brandon update us on our scores because we all whiffed on the co-main i believe all whiffed on the co-main <laughs> and all got two points for the main so really, oh, really nothing changed our scores are different but the positions are the exact same so john you got 50 nate you have 57 and i have 62 nice so, well we're gonna spin up. it forward it's not gonna help us much this week because we lost our co-main event but brandon <laughs> this saturday ufc fight night uh number five marlon cheetah vero versus number eight dominic cruz 
Tee us up. All right, guys. So this Saturday, the main event is a very interesting matchup with two top 10 bantamweights. You have Marlon Chito Vera against the Dominator Don Cruz, like uh, Nate just said. Um, Cheeto is on a three-fight winning streak. He has wins over Davey Grant, Frankie Edgar, and Rob Font, and he's going to put this streak to the test against Dom Cruz, who is two and one in his last three. Cruz lost the title fight to Henry Cejudo back in May of 2020, and he has since beaten Casey Kenny by split decision and Pedro Munoz by unanimous decision. So a big here win puts each of either of these guys back into the discussion to be either a number one contender or potentially even a title fight, depending on how this division plays out. We have point. a pretty interesting division here. So mm-hmm. that's it, John. Give us your thoughts and roll it into All your right. pig, daddy. I think this is interesting because, you know, we see sometimes these legacy type fighters like Cruz that if they put a couple together, they might try to throw them up into a title to get, you know, one sure. more big fight. And if he, if he's able to beat somebody like Cheeto, who's just been running through people, mm. that's a really good, a really good statement for him to get to that. Yeah. And on the other end, you have Cheeto, who was on a really good streak, lost to Aldo, and then has since gone on to look even better. Um, running through people and, and even tough people. Um, and we're big Davey, Wavy, Wavy Davey fans. Uh, obviously, Frankie's a legend and Rob Font's real tough. So I think this one's going to be very interesting because I don't know. Cheeto's going to have to be able to track Dominique Cruz down and Cruz is going to have to be able to stay away from the real hard stuff because I, I feel like Cheeto throws everything real hard, knees, elbows, and it kind of slows people, like stuns him. I, th- I think if Cruz can stay away from that, it could be interesting, but I really feel like Cheeto's on a really good streak. He's at a really good camp, and he's made a lot of adjustments to his game, so I'm going Cheeto by third-round TKO. Alrighty, righty. Uh, I'm extremely intrigued with this matchup. Um, I'm, first off, a big fan of both of these guys. Um, you know, Cruz is a guy who... You know, his whole career, unfortunately, has kind of been plagued with injuries. Um, but since the Cejudo loss, I really think in his last two wins, he's shown when he's on, you know, he can still be one of the very best Bantamweights in the world. Brandon, you're cringing. I don't mm. know why. I, I think he's shown that. Um, you know, what makes this matchup, though, so intriguing to me is that, you know, Cheeto has some nasty leg kicks. And I think one thing Cejudo showed us in that Dom fight is you slow down his movement with leg kicks. You know, Cejudo was killing him with inside leg kicks specifically. And, you know, noticeably just slowed Dom down, Um, you know, and so rather than calling this a pick, I think this is more of an educated guess because I really think both of these guys are more than capable of winning this fight. Don't know the odds, but I would assume it's got to be fairly close to a pick Um, But I am going to slightly lean in favor of Cheeto here. You know, he is notoriously a slow starter who has to kind of grow into the fight. He needs to get going almost like he needs to get hit. To, to really turn it on. You know, we saw it in um, the Frankie fight. He was losing that fight. Yeah. And then somehow, you know, came up with the finish. The Rob Font fight, you know, same thing. Really slow start out of him. But I just don't think Cruz will be able to finish Cheeto, especially early when he's going to probably have to. Um, you know, worth noting, Cheeto has never been finished in his career. So not an easy guy to put out as it is. I do wonder if we see some wrestling from Cruz here, though, which would certainly make things interesting, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do like Cheeto's chances of winning over five rounds. Uh, you know, he looked great uh, going five rounds, obviously, in his last fight. And I don't think the moment will be too big for him, you know, as he does now have main event experience. Dom's a very polarizing figure. He talks a lot. And, you know, but he also brings a lot of eyes to his fight. This is in his hometown of San Diego. Mm. It's going to be a very pro Cruz crowd, I think. Um, but I think, like, with Cheeto, he's dealt with that with O'Malley, right? Like, that was right. a big moment. You How about know? Frankie Edgar? You feel like that Great was, point. You know? Yeah, I mean, same thing. Like, that's what I'm saying. He's He's got the experience. He's got the chops to go in there and, and find a way to win this fight. And I think he will. Um, so give me Cheeto. But I think we're going long. I'm going to say unanimous decision. Marlon, Cheeto Vera. You guys have been really nice to Cruz here. Um, what? I, dude, I just... Okay, he's 37. His fight against Casey Kenny was a rough one, okay? he really? It was a split decision, which I think he lost. Um, and then the First fight after fight back that... from an injury. Huh? First fight back from the injury. Yeah, no surprise there. Like he's injured all off. the time. Yeah, yeah he is right. injured a lot. So then the fight after that, he's fighting Pedro Munoz, which, fair enough, you know, you name decision. He but looked phenomenal in that fight. Didn't he get dropped in the first round? Maybe in the, I don't remember in the first. The but first or second round was pretty close to getting cold. Go, here's the thing. Go watch, I told you guys, go watch that second round of the Pedro fight. That is world championship, like, talent to me right there. He was just, like, on Pedro. 
This is Cheeto's fight to lose. Um, I really, really think um, Cheeto is his own worst enemy here. Like The Font fight is a classic example. How many times did he have Font right where he needed to be to finish him and then just kind of wouldn't pull the trigger? Um, I think if he's hesitant in this fight and he plays into Dom's game where Dom starts doing this funky side-to-side -side lateral movement and weird over-the-shoulder shots, he, you know, he might lose a decision here. No way Cruz finishes him. Um, I think Cheeto, if he puts the pace on him, throws in the kicks like we said, I think he's going to run through Dom Cruz. Um, so I'm going to take Cheeto. I'll say I won a decision. You took it because um, Dom's tough, man. I'm not going to oh, sit yeah. here and say he's not tough and hard to finish or a great champion. He's an absolute monster. But when you're injured like that for the majority of your career and you're coming up against these young guns who have been, you know, who are fresh and sure. the game changes, it's just not there anymore. So, ouch, Cheeto. I'm going to go with. <laughs> I may eat my words here. This is a lot. <laughs> I, think so you might. Gonna, I mean, there's a good chance. <laughs> I'm gonna go with uh, what do you call third? You call decision? What do you call? I call third round TKO. I'll go with fourth round TKO. Cheeto. Oh boy, Brandon just turned that into a freaking facts. Don't care about your feelings <laughs> right there on Dom Cruz's ass. Holy cow, man! Show some respect. I did. He's a champ. He's got he's got a, a well established career, but it's different, man. It's just it's not 2015 anymore. I honestly could see. I think he might wrestle. I, I mean, mean, that's what Aldo did. In the I, third I just, I just have a feeling. Yeah, I could see him going to his wrestling and dude, John, Dom. I think has some underrated wrestling chops. Oh yeah, you're almost getting me to change my pick here. I, I just really <laughs> think this is a close fight. I don't think this is. I, 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 all respect to your opinion. I just don't think that this is like a. Oh, it's his fight to lose situation. Oh, I 100 percent do. I, I think, I think Dom's gonna have his moments in here. Like I said, especially early because. Cheeto is a late starter. I just, I just, my thing it comes down to, I just don't think Dom can necessarily put his lights out, if that mm -hmm. makes sense. I mean, he's just a, Font was teeing him up. And, yeah. and then another thing is Font put out a crazy output in that fight. Like Cruz, you know, he can really put the pace on guys sometimes. So I don't think that's going to be an issue. That's kind of what swayed me towards Cheeto as well. But, Man, Brandon. I just I just think since since fire today. <laughs> holy cannoli. since the Garbrandt loss, man, I just feel like he's been different. And I'm a I'm a big Cruz fan too. Like, don't take Couldn't this tell. the wrong way. I am a big <laughs> yeah. Cruz fan, but I try to be objective. I'm with a this 2015. Stuff, what do you think fan. of his commentary? Don't like his commentary. Maybe honest. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's not the, a fan. I think that's where the influence. I love his commentary. Yeah. I'm a Dom Cruz guy, man. I, I think he's fun. Uh, boys, the co-main event we were set to preview um, between Alexa Garasso and Viviana Rohu. Araju. I can't say it. Is it Araju? Excuse me. I would have got the phonetics of it. Is that was the word phonetics, yeah. right? I would have got it right if, I, if we were previewing. Uh, but canceled because Alexa Garasso had uh, visa issues. So that is the only fight that we are going to preview. John, is there anything else that on this car that you're looking out for any good there's a couple people i want people to look out for uh devin clark he's fought at middleweight light heavyweight and heavyweight lost to some big names but he has good wrestling he seems to have found some momentum at 205 beating william knight who you know we're all fans of his i mean that dude looks like he could pick up a car um he's fighting a guy with 11 wins eight of which are by tko or ko so he definitely has a tough fight on his hands but if he could put a couple together he's a he's a tough matchup at 205 with how good of a wrestler he is sure. um martin boudet he just beat chris barnett his last fight he's won his last nine fights eight of out of his 10 wins or finishes he's from the contender series he's fighting a guy from the contender series and like we said or like i said earlier at heavyweight you get two three wins in a row you start getting good looks um, so that's another big one. And then O'Day Osborne is another guy. Like, yeah. built some momentum. Um, he's not only entertaining, but he's stringing together wins. He has a win over Jimmy Rivera. So, you know, three or four in a row could put him in the spot as well. Does he have like two or three wins in a row right now? He's at two right now. And so, this is that flyweight, right? Mm -hmm. This fight. So, I mean, talk about a division that is already on hot fire, and then you throw right. him into the picture. Yeah, he's an, he's an exciting option there. So, isn't, uh, um, isn't Devin? Isn't he fighting the the Russian dude that's like undefeated? Mm hmm. Uh, Eleven and zero. I don't know how to say his last name. Brandon, you're the Russian guy. Merzik, I don't know, man. <laughs> He's eleven and zero. Um, it's a tough fight for him, but you know he puts away somebody like that. It's a good look for him, especially. Yeah, I like think he's getting dogged. He might. I think he's getting dogged. Mm. And Bruno Silva's on there, and your boy Gerald Merchart. Mershart's on there as That's well. That's my boy? Yeah. Nate's the one always shouting him out. I like Jared Morgan. GM3, baby. How were you going to say his last name there, John? Mershart? No. <laughs> I thought he was going to say Meerkat for a second. No, that's how I was going to say <laughs> it. You looked at Brandon with pure panic. No. Uh, your boy, uh, Gerald? <laughs> no, I just like making him think that we think he likes everybody. John, it's okay. Nina Nunez is also on the card. Nina Nunez, baby. Going to run it up. Boys, let's get into our game. John, you are a master of ceremonies. 
Yes, Tee us up. All right, fellas. This is going to be a very interesting game. Uh, came up with the idea from via TikTok. Shout out to TikTok. Mm. And it's uh, we're basically going to build a professional fighter out of four categories. Striking, wrestling, jujitsu, and chin. Okay. And what I did is I ran through this filter that randomizes fighters, and I wrote them down four in a row. It's going to be you versus Nathan. So we get the same fighters? No, no, no. You both, you each got four different fighters. But the way it works is I'm going to name a fighter, and you have to put him in a category, but you can't change it. So eight fighters total, four for me, four for Nate? Yeah. So after you get your first one, you put them there, and you can't move them. So if you get to your last one, and you're like, you left wrestling, and you get somebody who can't wrestle, just tough luck. Okay. So um, I'll leave it up to you guys. Do you want to go back and forth? Or you just want to go yeah, all through your forth. list. Back okay. and forth. So, real quick, like what he's basically saying, there's four going to be four rounds. Every round, he's going to give us a fighter. We have to assign that fighter's attributes. We pick if we want their right. striking, wrestling, whatever. Um, but we don't know who the next fighter is going to be in the next right. round. So you know, you might get like a guy where. Oh, you know, he's got wrestling and cardio. I'll throw him in my cardio section, but then you might not get another wrestler. And it's like, right. man, I wish I would put him in my so it's, wrestler. It's a strategy game. It is a strategy game. And the way that these lists turned out is going to get very interesting. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited for it. So uh, we're calling this build a pro as you go. Yeah. Build I a pro fe- as you go. So I feel like we look at this like we were playing UFC, um, the game, the video right. game. I don't even know what they call them anymore. Um, <laughs> so I think you should have to name your pro. What do yeah. you name? What's your pro's name, Brandon, that you're building? I have to make my own character. Yeah, yeah. I always na- just say it was name. always my name. At least, at least give uh, him a nickname. Give him a good name. You go first. Um, give me Spud Grissom. Mm. Spud Grissom. Spud Grissom. I always pick them like Vladimir and stuff that just <laughs> yeah. sound real. I'm creating Spud Grissom. I'll say the Irish Viking. All right, nice. so you're going. I like it. All mm. right, so okay, we're gonna go Nate first. Your <laughs> first fighter, and you're picking striking, wrestling, jujitsu, or chin is Glover. Oh, Glover Teixeira. Do I want to give my fighter There's a lot of attributes there. Yeah, he does. you got to pick which one you want. His wrestling, his jiu-jitsu, or his chin. This is a no-brainer. I I feel like, you know, the striking is a big big spot to fill. Um, But I feel like Glover, I mean, how many knockouts does this guy have? Nasty hand. So go ahead and give me uh, Glover's striking on Spud Grissom. Really? Nice. Yeah. Wouldn't have thought that. All right. So, Brandon, your first fighter is John Jones. I don't know how I don't go with striking with John Jones. I mean, that's kind of what where he's same thing. I think you can do I, a lot of attributes. There. I would say I would say his strongest attribute yeah. is his dynamic striking. I for think sure. That's, ooh, both of us right. taking striking off the board. All right, now this is where things get interesting. Nathan, your next fighter is Alexander Volkanovsky. Mm. Oh man, I wish I would have had him for striking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. You know what? Spud Grissom. What do you Spud got? Spud Grissom is going to take Volk's uh, cardio and chin. Yeah, I guess I'm good cardio. There you go. Yeah. That's good. Who's finishing him? I mean, come on. That's true. Nobody. All right, Brandon. Your next fighter is Davison Figueredo. Ooh. Mm. Yeah, that's a he, tough one, too. Yikes. He's, because his most recent outings are the Moreno fights, and he got finished in one. But the other two, he was in the entire fight. So I'll take, I'm going to piggyback off Nate here. I'll take his cardio chin as well. Okay, right. so real quick. So Spud Grissom has Glover Teixeira striking. And Volkanovski's cardio and chin, which means I've only got wrestling and jujitsu left. Yeah. Right. And Both you, of you. So, yeah. So the Irish Vikings hanging with uh, John Jones's striking and Davison Figueredo's uh, cardio. Was it? What were we cardio saying? Slash cardio slash chin. When we put this in the randomizer, Spud Grissom's winning this fight so far. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Nathan, your next fighter is Dustin Poirier. Oh. Mm. So I've got wrestling and jujitsu. Yep. I know what I would pick here. I'm going to take jujitsu because he has a nasty. Guillotine. That's what I pick. Also, nice. finish Max Holloway. Via yes. Triangle Give me the Dustin. I'll definitely. Spud will definitely take the Dustin Poirier guillotine. All right. So you Brand- can leave everything else too. All right, Brandon. <laughs> your uh, next fighter is Chuck Liddell. Oh. <laughs> you got wrestling. <laughs> oh. You guys have anti wrestling, I guess. But. Oh man, yeah. I guess I'll try to spin it. Um, Chuck Liddell's got some pretty good defensive <laughs> wrestling, so I'll throw him sprawling brawl. I'll baby. throw yeah, I'll throw Chuck in there for wrestling, I guess. So um, real quick, so our last pick, my whoever you say is automatically my jujitsu. No, no, no. no your wrestler. wrestler. Oh, my wrestler. Okay, yeah. mine is automatically and jiu-jitsu. his is jujitsu. Okay. And this is why I love this game. Oh, gosh. Nathan, your last fighter is Israel Adesanya. <laughs> He's my wrestler. <laughs> He's your wrestler. Uh, hey, we'll see what happens in this behavior. Hey, right? You never know. You might have made some I'm not too worried if he's your wrestler. <laughs> yeah, right? And I just swayed everything. 
Brandon, your last fighter is Aljamain. So you got Aljamain oh, Jiu-Jitsu. Ooh, that's pretty good little... The Irish Viking yeah. might be a little saucy on the ground. Yeah, mm. so we got a nice little setup. So we, we have a... Nice little striker, striker versus grappler. There. Yeah, going back through it, uh, uh, Spud Grissom has Glover striking, Izzy's wrestling, Dustin's Jiu-Jitsu, and Volk's chin slash cardio. I like it. And the Irish Viking has John Jones striking, Chuck Liddell's wrestling, Aljo's jiu-jitsu, and Figgy's chin slash cardio. I think I'm taking this one, man. No. Yeah. No. Where do you beat me? Uh, well, <laughs> not not an open guard. With <laughs> <Disney>. <laughs> uh, no, we're going to – here's the thing. So, we're, so we're we, know Jones beats, we know Jones beats Glover in striking. We're going to sprawl and brawl. Okay, well, I'm not shooting with Chuck Liddell's wrestling. All right. Um, and then I, my jiu-jitsu... I mean, I'm impossible to finish. Sterling's... Right? Well, so am I. Sterling's well, jiu-jitsu... Been finished. No, Figgy's been finished. Via... Rear naked Stri- choke. Okay. And I've got a nasty guillotine. Yeah, but it's... Mm-hmm. Yeah, ah, is, is your is Poirier's, is Poirier's jiu-jitsu better than Sterling's jiu-jitsu? But here's the thing. No, answer the... It's yes or no. Is Poirier's... No. Okay. Uh, so, but here's my thing. Mm-hmm. You take... Glover's hands, power and speed, and put them on Volk with that cardio and pace that I'm going to put on you. Good night. How many times has Glover been finished? Sitting here talking about Figgy's one loss to Moreno over there. How many times has Glover been finished? No, he's definitely been finished. Yeah, definitely been knocked out. Who? Uh, Gus. Anthony Johnson knocked him out clean. Gus. Yeah. Gus knocked him out too. I'm taking this one. Who you got? This is this is one thing I think is hilarious. Taking it away from like comparing them all together. Imagine. I mean, we've seen a striking fight between Glover yeah. and John Jones, but imagine a wrestling match between Izzy and Chuck Liddell. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> Jiu-Jitsu, Dustin, and Aljo. That could probably be a decent role. Dustin's pretty big. Aljo wins. But then like a chin fight where it's just like Figgy and Volk just hitting each other until <laughs> one of them falls out. Man, we need somebody, if you listen and you have the UFC game, okay, make these fighters, take the attributes from whoever we gave and mm. assigned them to, run this bad boy through a simulator. <laughs> and if you if nobody does it, I might go buy the game just to do it. Right. Because I feel like I'm going to vax that ass. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? No. <laughs> absolutely not. I think, <laughs> no this is, way. I think this is a stayer. I think we're going to have to bring, run this back a couple times, maybe bring in some It is people. a fun little quick yeah. game. Yeah, I, I liked it. Yeah, that was fun. Boys, let's get to the news. We're going on the news. Mm. We're going on the news. Mm-mm. If you don't like it, Brandon will punch you and give you a bruise. <laughs> All right, fellas. We got a, a decent amount of stuff, so I'm going to run through some stuff quickly. Got some fight announcements. Uh, I know Brandon's real hype about this one. We have Tracy Cortez and Amanda Rebus. 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 Yeah. It's a good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also have Khalil Roundtree and Dustin Jacoby added to an October 29th one. That could be a sneaky one. Both of them real, have been. Real quick, I have to. Th- you said something about Tracy Cortez, and I saw a really funny meme slash gif, whatever you call meme videos. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm poking no fun at the Brittany Griner situation with her getting the nine years, but somebody posted it was like, <laughs> if Tracy MMA fans, if Tracy Cortez got locked oh in a Russian gosh. prison for nine years, and it's the opening sequence of Warzone, where remember where you used to fly over the prism mm-hmm. and they're like helicopters <laughs> jumping in. <laughs> yeah, I just thought I really said uh, no, no joke to Brittany Griner, but I just thought that was hilarious. Male MMA fans are different, yes. that's for sure. When it comes to female fighters, uh, Matt Schnell and Matthias Nicola. That's a good um, match. Now, obviously, coming off that huge comeback, mm. Askar Askarov. I believe and, it's Nikolai. Nikolai. Okay, Askar Askarov and Brandon Royville. Ooh, that's a big one. That's a uh, nice fight one. night, October fifteenth. I like that. Um, Brandon Royville has been on a, a little bit of a streak, and Askar obviously is coming off of a loss. We have um, Vulcan Ozdemir and Kroylov is going to be added to two eighty, which. Quick little interjection. Why are they still adding fights to 280? Yeah. At this point, 279 has... I'll tell you you why. Because the chances of fights falling off are high. Dude, that makes me so nervous with being so far away. That's fine. But like what John said, when you look at 279, it's like, man, that Diaz and Hamza and then whoever. It's it's not looking great there. Um, And then the big fight announcement uh, being Izzy and Alex Perea being added to 281. How are you feeling about that one, John? I feel good. MSG, baby. I think it's going to be a, a, a very interesting fight. Funny, the odds aren't very big. Uh, Izzy's a minus 160, and Alex is like a plus 180. So it's not like a super uh, pretty, spread pretty out. Good. Yeah. So that's the fight announcements. Um, some interesting news. Cain uh, Velasquez pleading not guilty. It's all so. that. Then he had like 10 charges. Yeah, attempted murder, I think, is the big one. Yeah. So we'll see what comes out from that. It's crazy. Man. Um, 
It's so tough, though, because it's like you do see the other side where it's like as horrible as what we know of the situation is. You know, it's like I think every like we've said it before. That's what every dad says they would do. Right. Mm -hmm. And um, he actually did it. And so it's like you, you give him credit for that. But then it's like, dude, you also just can't be like. At least what I know of the case, like you just can't fire a handgun in public. Yeah. Either, you know, there's just so much room for mistake there. So it's like it, it's such a dicey situation. But yeah, it's, hope hope it works out in his favor right. either way. Um, Anthony Smith's injury. We got a little bit more light yeah. on that. He evidently broke a bone in his ankle that's connected to his leg. Sure. And he said that his surgeon, the doctor he went to, has never seen it before. Yeah. And um, uh, credit to I think I was watching Kenny Florian on the the Florian. Anik Florian podcast, mm -hmm. and he said, um, this was before that diagnosis even came out, was that um, the way Magomed was kicking Anthony Smith's leg, when Anthony was on his back, and you remember Magomed was standing over and kicking his legs, he was like, people don't realize how horrible those hurt, and they were connecting, like, shin to ankle. Every yeah, this was, was just floating. Yeah, and he was just like, man, like, they don't, maybe not look so damaging, but he was like, they are terrible, so... That was before we even found out the diagnosis. So yeah. I'm probably thinking somewhere in there he just like yeah. cracked that ankle. I mean, because if you mm -hmm. go back and watch those, those were nasty. And I know Dana had came back and kind of retracted because yeah. he originally said that he didn't break anything. Yeah, he just probably he did. didn't get the best news. Uh, this is a very interesting quote. Um, Juliana Pena saying, I'm ready to go eight rounds. I think if you give me time to get ready for both stances of Amanda, she doesn't touch me next time. Which just sounds like a hindsight 2020. Of course, you weren't ready for that. We'll see. I think feel like everybody says, if you let me get ready for that right hand. There's time for it. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. Um, another interesting on the in, or on the injury side, Tom Aspinall set for surgery after tearing his MCL, mm. meniscus, and damaging his ACL. It's not good. No. So hopefully speedy recovery from it's him. It's just so tough, man. It's scary for a guy like him because you just wonder, like we've just seen guys that that stuff happens and there's never the same, man. Mm -hmm. Tago Santos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, it, man. also, I know this is something that's going to get <clears throat> Brandon super, super hype. Um, Conor McGregor is going to be making his film debut or film debut in a remake of Roadhouse with Jake Gyllenhaal. Pass. Yeah, hard matches. Man. You know he's gonna be like the bar owner, or like the the thug guy, and he's gonna be the one who fights Jake Gyllenhaal. It's mm. just, I respect it. I mean, I completely understand it, right? Like, it's probably a stupid amount of money he's getting paid to do it. But to me, in terms of like MMA, it's just the most tone deaf move you could ever make because, like, you're. I mean, how much energy does making a movie require, right? And it's like, yeah. you know, once again, like kind of when we talked about the Karate Hottie, like when her she went and did her movie, and, and but she was injured doing it as well. Yeah, and she was injured, but it's like you know, so who knows how much you can technically do? But it's just like, man, like just please, just focus. One, just I don't man, care. I know you don't <laughs> care, but don't it's like care. as a fan, I, I just want to see. I like, kind of hope the movie does really well, and he like becomes a fan of it. I actually, kind of like the actor Connor. I mean, fair game to him, man. If that's what he wants to do, it's just. But he kind of tweeted like. Like MMA will always be there, and I'm just like, boy, it's 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 different nowadays. Yeah, that's rough. Maybe he just didn't get the matchup he wanted, and he's like, well, uh, I'm gonna go do this. Fair play, man. I, I'm not gonna get in his pockets. So. Right. Well, we talked about this earlier with Patty in this whole New York card. Well, he's actually came out saying that he doesn't want to fight in New York because of taxes, <laughs> similar to what Sean O'Malley said and some of these other guys. Yeah. Um, unfortunate, because like I said, if you could set up him and Terrence on that, would be great. But I don't think he's gonna have a say. They said because of taxes. He said he said he doesn't want to do it because of taxes in New York. Did he elaborate on that at all? No, he just said um, his quote was, "I'm not fighting in New York." End of it. Uh, I'm not fighting in New York. I'm not getting robbed by the tax man. What's their tax rate there? Like, I'm not 100 percent sure, but I know that like Sean O'Malley was saying that same thing mm. with um, some of his fighter pay and then that. So I don't know what their income tax is. Hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, also, we're not going to go too heavy on it because we talk about him a lot. But obviously, um, Jake Paul's back in the news a little bit, calling out different people. Um, I did see that. Uh, MSG did come out and say that their fight was projected to be a top 10 highest grossing boxing event in the Saw past that. 15 years. And also sources say ticket sales were strong and cancellation was not based on ticket did sales. Did they say what the ticket sales were? They did not. No. But I feel like if you were that confident, you would put them out there. Maybe they're doing this to save face. Like, hey, Paul, come back again because we know yeah. you sell. I mean, because if, if he didn't make any, any noise with that, they probably wouldn't have even made this statement. Sure. Um, also, uh, YouTube sensation and uh somebody who's beat his brother ksi 
Also his business partner with Prime, which makes it all very interesting. Yeah, has called out Jake and said they, or Jake called him out. They said they want to do this boxing match. KSI's people said they want to do it in like Wembley, like in a big stadium. (sighs) Wasn't the whole point of the last fight they booked with Paul? They always facing a boxer, a legit person. And now he's calling out another YouTuber who's like eight steps down. Well, he's completely discredited. Like he came out completely discredited every win. Like you fought a guy that came off hip surgery, a guy that was washed up. And then you fought him again when he was retired or on two weeks. No, he's talked himself into the Jake Paul. I mean, he's going to have to face the music on that. And I mean, it's going to be massive. No, I'm saying Paul. Wasn't that like, sure. No. Okay. So Paul beats KSI. What does that do for him? Money. Yeah. Give some money. Even richer. Um, but I will say uh, the MVP promotion did come out and say that the undercard fighters who are supposed to be fighting on the card are getting 50% of their contractual purse, free of any contractual obligations to the promotion uh, outside of the three fighters who are going to get rebooked for the next card. So sure. good on them for doing that. Um, also, uh, this is something that got us a little hyped up in the group chat, but this man Charlie Olive's come out talking spicy after <laughs> yeah. Islam and his team has been talking spicy to him. The the quote being, "They're being arrogant, and that's what that's what will kill them. The arrogance from their manager and from former fighters will kill them. No one will ever hit me harder than life already hit me. I'm the guy that escaped a blowing a heart blowing condition." And my boy had the watch on in the car. <laughs> like he's first off that fight kit. Like I said, yeah. Where can I buy that <laughs> fight notch. kit? That was the sickest UFC fight kit I've ever seen. I don't know where he got that. Second. I told you guys, and it's the tr- I think it's the truth, is they're talking Islam into one of the toughest fights he's ever had. I mean, they're going to put Charlie, Charlie Olives in a position where he's going to come out the best. I mean, and I'm excited. I'm here for it. Like, let's mm-hmm. go. I don't even want to think about picking for this fight. I don't either. I don't even want to think about it right now. We got plenty of time to think about it, but they are motivating that man as if he did, probably didn't need much motivation to begin with. I feel like on a, like a weird, twisted kind of way, that's what like they want. They want like, the, like, the toughest to Charlie they can get. Like, just no, just to say, like, we beat the toughest, like, sure. the champ That's that is fair. toughest, and, you know, it didn't even phase it. I don't know. If he I can find know. a way, if there's if there's more levels for him to climb, and they push him into it, and he just, like, runs through Islam, congratulations. Like, yeah. you did it to yourself. Speaking <laughs> of either of those guys winning in any way, Ugh, it's just crazy. Like, is. with the tear they've both been on, it's yeah. just nuts. So excited. And so the so fact that it's, it's going to be a fight where nobody has the belt. Yeah. It's literally up for grabs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, last bit of news, uh, unfortunate. Um, Leandro Lowe passed away yesterday, 33 years old. Police report stated that he, um, a police officer grabbed a bottle off his table. The Leandro went after him, um, took him down and held him. Once they were separated, the officer got back to his feet, pulled out a gun and shot him in the head. Yeah. I saw he was, the guy was like off duty. Yeah. It was from maybe what I read. And I think I saw he was military, but yeah. Obviously, Leandro Lowe being very successful and uh, decorated eight-time IBJJF world champion uh, as a black belt since 2012, has won gold in the light heavyweight divisions earlier this year in California, has um, beat, you know, Gordon Ryan, Andre Gavau, Gilbert Burns, I mean, everybody, Uh, Dylan Danis, obviously. But yeah, he's a um, former fighter, or yeah, I mean, former fighter, and Kenny Florian said, very sad day for BJJ community. Yeah, just Definitely sins. unfortunate. It is sad. It's senseless, man. And, like, um, you know, what Gordon Ryan is to, like, no gi, I think, is what kind of Leandro Lowe was for gi. You know, just mm-hmm. just the best doing it right now. I think he just won Worlds this year, mm-hmm. uh, IBJJF. Um, I know when I started jiu-jitsu, I didn't know anybody. You know, like, you're just right. into it. And it's like, well, let me look up who the best heavyweight guy in the world is. You know, and so, like, you just do a quick Google search. Boom, Leandro Lowe, undoubtedly. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I did start watching him and realize um, I'll never beat Leandro Lowe heavyweight. <laughs> so I moved on to Big Octavio. That's, like, yeah. one of my speed. Uh, you know, you, you just realize, like, oh, yeah, there's then you realize there's levels to heavyweights uh, mm-hmm. or bigger guys. But uh, just so sad, man. And, yeah, just... I mean, it's just senseless, senseless, man. And mm-hmm. just to be still at the top of his game. I mean, this isn't a guy that's like far removed from the right. sport. He's still very active and stuff. So really sad. Real unfortunate. Uh, for any other jujitsu listeners, uh, this does come out Monday, but we are recording this before the Gordon Ryan versus Philippe Pena match. So we won't be able to react to that, but we are excited to see what happens, and I'm sure these two are going to talk about it next week, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. I'll definitely be talking I'm about gonna it. I'm going to be um, feeding off whatever he says. Yeah, because John doesn't care. I'm going to admit that. Song of the week. What you got for well, us? Well, we got to make up for last week because John, yes. John came away. What was it you picked last week? You didn't listen to it? Yeah, I did. Uh, I forget it his name. It was raging. Ar- yeah, can I just Ray say J. something? Like, Then he posts it. 
Yeah. So, and with no context, like no. not even trying to make a joke or something like, oh man, Kai Kara has got me feeling this way today or like just post it. No. Yeah. Like, it's a banger. John, <laughs> that will never happen again now. I mean, your R and B, your R and B rights no, are gone. No, dude. If it's not like anything, like we cannot. No. Here, here, and, and here's what I want you to invite for this segment, the song of the week from here on out, entrance song. What could somebody walk out yeah, to? People walk out to whatever, dude. Nobody will ever in the history. Oh, I say that, and then somebody will do it. But I say, dude, here's the thing: you're handcuffing people who just like songs. You're handcuffed. No, I'm not getting handcuffed. You are handcuffed. <laughs> no. And if you ever pick a song like that again, I will just pick. Here's I'm the thing: I have access to the Instagram too. I'll just post it. I'm just gonna rickroll you if you pick another. <laughs> no, I'll delete song. it and repost it. Dude. I don't even want to call it a crap song. Love the song. Yeah. So I don't understand where you're at. With I just this. can't believe he's just, just unfitting. You just, just posted it. No people, context. People come out to all different types of songs, man. <laughs> Not like that. You don't think John. we have Ray J fans who are listening right now? No. No. Wow. I, would, I would probably say to say there's Wow. Zero. That's I would, crazy. I would say absolutely zero. Ray J himself might be listening. We don't know. Well, that might be true. Brandon, Song of the Week. Right. Redeem us. Song Redeem of the us. Week Redeemer. is, and this is a gym song too. Nate tries to throw these things around like random songs. This is a good gym song. No, this is a gym song. This is Hungry by Rob Bailey and the Hustle Standard. This is a good song I to get you going no, for the week. I have no idea what that is. You have a, a heavy work week coming up, which I do. This is a song to get you motivated. So this this is my pick. No idea what that is. John, what is your one for the people? I have two things. One's a statement and one's a question for you guys real quick. The statement okay. is ESPN, hire us or do something. <laughs> they put out a um, a graphic yesterday during the fights for the next four fights coming oh, I up. I saw that. And for Usman and Edwards too, they put a picture of Jamal <laughs> Hill next to Usman. Like what? you made that graphic. Like Dude, it, it's not like what the, what are we doing? The Julian Payon, yeah, like, like the, Amanda Noon as <sighs> just do something. It's bad. The last, this is like they, we have to pay ten dollars a month to watch their fights for seventy five dollars. Yeah, do that's better. what you're doing. Just do. Just better. hire us. Yes, we're that's here. What you really need to we're do. here. We'll focus we're on MMA only. I promise. We, we will do nothing else. Yeah. My last little quick question for you guys is, and I think this is going to hit different for Brandon than you, but would you rather do a? And you have to try a hundred percent to this. Okay. You're trying to win. Would you rather do a professional fight with a boxer or return a kickoff in the NFL? And you're trying to score a touchdown, or you're trying to get a knockout. You can't just like. I, fold I know it my in. I know my answer. Easy. I so I get a whole like line with me too when I right. return the ball. Yeah, kick return. I'll do that. Yeah, hundred percent. That's rough though. I will literally fall if I see. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> but you can't do that. You Although, have to be going for a touchdown. I'll take a hit. You can't I fold in. Here's the one thing I will say. I've seen people get put on stretchers. Listen, I well, I played at least three games of football at the Ball State Rec Field. Okay, mm-hmm. when right. I caught the ball once. And mm. I took the hit like a champ, and pretty sure he played for the team too. My football was it intramural or uh, it was just a group. Oh, everyone okay. that gets together, like yeah, one of those. My football career ended on a kickoff concussion. That's what I'm saying, man. I, ended on a in concussion. the NFL. Yep. These guys are coming downhill full speed. So we, we were playing Logan Sport. It was my freshman year. I was on kickoff. I the ball goes. I I track back like you're supposed to. I was in the front line. You track back. You turn. As soon as I turn, I just see the top of a helmet. Pow! Right to the side of my head. Out out cold i didn't even know so i wake up and i didn't even know like i was so out of it but mm-hmm. like when i kind of came back to i was running towards um logan sports sideline i didn't even know where i was at and they're like dude no go and i'm just like oh god <laughs> and so then i'm like running back and i think one of our teammates had kind of grabbed me he's like you all right man and i'm like dude i have no idea where i'm at right now yeah. and you gotta um, go out on offense so then i go out yeah so we had the ball i was i was also an offensive lineman so i was on kickoff offense then punt team so I just out on the field. So I stay out there. My guy just blows by me three times in a row. Um, so on after the or two times because on third down they called me off the field. They're like, "What are you doing? <laughs> You're just letting the guy by." And I'm like, "I, I my, my ears are ringing. I'm like, I have no idea what's going on." <laughs> and they're like, "Stay here." So then we go four and out, whatever. So fourth down, they're like, "Punt team." So I'm like, "Oh, I'm on punt team." So I run back out there. Literally just like I'm jogging, like the ball's kicked, and I'm just like jogging down the field and just get plowed in my back and just fall on my face, and I'm like, I'm done. Yeah, <laughs> I come. I don't want to do this. I thing. literally go to the sideline and like, like I, I could only imagine what this looked like because my mom's standing on the fence. She's like, "What's going on?" I'm like, "I got hit in the head." I was like, "I don't know." Let's go. Go to the doctor the next day. Get like this crazy. He's like, "Dude, mm. you literally have like one of the worst grade. I think it was like a six. I want to say it's been years. Concussions." 
And then later in the year, I got another mild one. And uh, he was just like, and then when I went back, he was like, you've got a decision to make, buddy. Because that's two in like a matter of like a couple months or weeks there. So I'm saying kickoffs are nasty. On the NFL level, (laughs) those dudes are running 20 miles some odd an hour, launching themselves at you. And you can't just like fold in. I'm saying you got to run at them and try to. It's the blind. It's the ones you don't see. But I would just fall. Here's the the (laughs) counter to what you're saying, though. I'm going to hit. I'm probably going to get hit one time in the kickoff. How many times am I going to get hit against a pro boxer? It a might, lot. It could be a lot. Or you could, if you go <laughs> down, get hit it's in not the body or something. But what I'm saying is what they, I mean, they're trying to eliminate kickoffs because they're so dangerous. Yeah, they are dangerous. Mm. I, they are, they are nasty. Football is a dangerous sport in general. I'm going to send you a, I'm going to send you a highlight of kickoff hits and you're going to be oh, like, oh, I know. Gosh. I used to watch them when I was in middle school. So that was awesome. Brandon, what's your one for the people? My one for the people, for um, anybody who's in the Kokomo area, um, I was very skeptical of returning to Kokomo Beach since I was like 15, <laughs> but I went with my kid and my wife um, yesterday and I'll tell you what, that was a blast. It was actually really fun. Um, they've redone almost everything in there. It seems um, there was tons of staff that were really helpful. Um, food was not overpriced. We got a pretzel for like four bucks. It was really good, on par with Ben's pretzels. So Kokomo Beach, man, is not a probably bad was experience. a big pretzel. Ben's pretzel, maybe, maybe, but it was still really good. Um, but anyway, needless to say, if you have a kiddo in the age range of like eight down, I would say Kokomo Beach is a good place to go. Five did you gr- did you grab the pamphlet? You seem like the guy when you walk into an establishment, you grab the pamphlets. I one thousand percent would have, but I don't, I don't think they had a pamphlet. <laughs> Let me see the map. Did you, did you read the website before you went? <laughs> no, I didn't know they had a website about us. We just showed up. Yeah, I, I see him grabbing the map pamphlet. Oh, uh, number fourteen's the slide. Let's go over there. <laughs> lazy River. Why is it lazy? Yeah, why has it got to be lazy? Let's walk it. <laughs> I did say can we walk it. They so do no, walking classes in the morning. I, think, I know. Yeah, I so heard that about could that. be interesting. My one for the people, no. boys. I will be out next week. I'm gone. I'm going on my what do they call it? Uh, one year anniversary. I almost called it a honeymoon, not a honeymoon. Mm. Second so, honeymoon. Second honeymoon. So I will be out. Um, this is usually the time in the pod where I would just bobby fillet your guys' asses of how bad it's going to be. But I will say this is the best that I felt leaving. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for the longest, I felt like the fat guy in the tub where like, as long as I'm in it, the level's up. As soon as I get out, the level's down. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like you two combined mm-hmm. can now equal the mass that I bring. Um, so I feel good about it. You know, I've coached you, I, I've led you, mm-hmm. I've, I've taught you. It's all about I. So at this point, if, if it we wasn't fail, for I, it's your fault. If there yeah. was no I. That's what I'm sweet. hearing. So you're hearing? Sweet. Yeah. It's all on him. That's what I just heard. Dude, I love that. Okay. <laughs> but in all seriousness, I am genuinely excited to hear what you guys come up with because I do feel good. You guys are you guys are on it, man. You guys have been in it, so I'm, I'm excited to listen to the show, and I think you guys will try to do something to one-up me, and I like mm-hmm. that because then I can come back hungry and ready, you know. Hey, hungry. Speaking of that, you should listen to that song. I don't even know what that means. Literally. Oh, so you won't be here for your song, so I might pick another Ray J song. <laughs> do not. Yeah, I, I will literally that. disable everything. I will, I will change the password and lock you out of everything. Sorry, That's man. it, everybody. Come back next week. Uh, do we have a pay-per-view to pick for that I'm going to miss? Uh, I don't two, think I think so. Is it Usman... Edwards? No, that's August 20th. Oh, thank God. It's because it's right by my birthday. Uh, so these guys will be making picks for another UFC fight night. Mm-hmm. Come back, mm-hmm. check them out. If you hate it, don't worry. It's just one week and I'll be back. Maybe. I'll see you guys on the flip side. Peace. Peace.